We walked back to the cottage in silence. I couldn't stop thinking of that adorable little girl, dead at the age of four. I suppose that now I was married, the next logical step was children of our own, and I tried to imagine how it would feel to lose a beloved child so young. Of course, it happened all the time. So many childhood diseases, so many dangers in life. Daniel sensed my thoughts. It's not as if we knew her. Children die all the time. It's a fact of life. One has to accept it. I could never accept losing my own child. I went to say more, but swallowed back the words. Actually, I had lost my own child, an early miscarriage that Daniel had never known about. I had no hope of marrying him at the time. In fact, he had been in prison when I found out, and even though it had never been a baby I had held in my arms, I still thought about it and mourned it in my way. I had wanted to tell Daniel about it, but there had never been a suitable moment. Now it hung between us as a secret, and I wondered if I would ever tell him. Cheer up. Daniel opened the gate for me. We've just time for a rest before we have tea and soda bread to look forward to. He put his hand up to his throat, rubbing it as he spoke. Your throat is bothering you? Yes, it hurts like the devil. Let's hope I haven't caught a chill from last night, but I'm sure a cup of tea will make it feel better. We reached the front gates and I stood staring up at the big house. Daniel went to walk ahead, then saw me standing there. Come on, what are you doing? He called. I'm wondering if the face I saw was the little girl's ghost, I said. There is no such thing as ghosts. I can tell you never lived in Ireland. Everyone you ask would tell you of at least one encounter with a ghost. Which would then turn out to be a mooing cow, like the one Mrs. McCready told us about. Daniel went ahead of me up the flagstone path to our cottage.